Okay. So I'll just give it two seconds. It's always a minor delay. Mm-hmm. Small delay. Small delay. Oh my god. There we go. Alrighty, guys. Yeah, I'll look this in. All right. Good, mo- good morning, gentlemen. How are good you? Good afternoon. Uh, we're here live Monday. Today's July, uh, August. Oh, we're in August already. We're already in August. August 5th, we're here joined with Mr. Michael Alexander. How are you, Michael? I'm doing just fine, and thank you for the invitation, gentlemen. That, absolutely. You can hear us fine, right? I know you got your headsets oh, on your no. cheek. There you go, Mike. All right, perfect. How's that sound? Now we're in sync. Yeah, you go. sound perfect. fantastic. <laughs> thank you, Michael. Uh, good, good sounding, too. Huh? All right. <laughs> <laughs> He's better. Yeah, all right. Wait till you hear his voice. All right, let's get it. <laughs> <laughs> we're here joined with Michael Alexander. Uh, president of the California Taxpayers Union and uh, also president and founder of School Choice 2020. That's correct. And this is something that uh, we're trying to push into the ballot as far as for 2020 year for the state of California, correct? That's correct. So, Michael, can you really quickly talk about exactly what, uh, as the founder and CEO of uh, School Choice 2020, can you tell us more about it? What exactly is it that uh, you and your team are trying to achieve with this? I sure can. And uh, first of all, I want to thank you for the opportunity again to come here and to speak to you and your audience, which, as I understand, a predominantly Armenian and conservative community and a a huge important factor here in our Los Angeles uh, community. It's it's an incredibly accomplished, busy, and devoted community, and I am very happy to work with it. And I'll tell you this that I've been surprised at the large number of, of passionate people who are connected, uh, passionate about the school choice issue, passionate about education, who are directly connected with the Armenian community. They just seem to have come out of the woodwork. Uh, <laughs> I, you know, there are many, many people passionate, but it just happens uh, to be a unique group. And I met with some other people last week and the Armenians are on fire over what's going on in their schools, uh, as we all are. And I think we could all go back and have a useful discussion about the conditions that have led to this uh, great discontent with our public school system, with what passes for public education. But let me explain first what School Choice 2020 is. It is an initiative which we hope to get on the ballot for 2020, but if not, 2022 certainly. Under the terms of this initiative, once passed, there would be created here in California an educational savings account for each K-12 school-aged child. Into that account, number two, would be deposited annually an amount equal to the amount per capita student spending in California that is key to Proposition 98. I'll come back and explain some of these things later. That amount is somewhere between eleven dollars and $15,000 per year per child right now. Number three, the parents of that child can take their child and put him or her into a school of their choice using those funds, whether it's a public school, a charter school, a private school, 
And yes, trigger warning out there, liberals, a parochial school, right? So you want to send them to your church school? No problem. You can use the money for that. Number four, and I think a lot of you out there would be very interested, any money left over can be used for a vocational school after, uh, after high school. It can be used for other qualified educational expenses during the K-12 period or used for college. Now, how's that? Now, that is an incredible proposal, and that's why, gentlemen, we call this the Educational Freedom Act. It is revolutionary. It is stunning. It is common sense, and therefore will be opposed by every bureaucrat, every commie, every statist, every left-wing Democrat, the school teachers' union, Vladimir Putin, George Soros, you name it, man. They're all going to get get out of bed. They're going to come over here to walk precincts and prevent you from sending uh, your child to a school of your choice rather than the government's choosing. Was I clear? Questions, please. We had... One question from Jenny so far, and then we'll All get right. into we'll get into the funding and how it works. But Jenny yes. wanted to know regarding the California Taxpayers Association, which yes. um, Arnold mentioned about you being a, the president. Yes. Uh, she wanted to know: is that a uh, partisan or political organization? It's a political organization. It's a political action committee. It's not near as political as the Teachers Association, but it's definitely a political action committee. We're just honest about it. <laughs> now you That's mentioned a big difference. That makes a difference. Oh yeah, yeah. You mentioned about the funding where you said mm-hmm. each student was what ten to fifteen thousand per year? That's correct. How how where is that money being utilized now? Sure. Let, let me uh kind of take a couple of steps back here and talk about how uh how education is actually funded here in California. Like like any other criminal enterprise it's hard to really track the money. But in the government's uh, uh, bookkeeping efforts here, there are two major streams of money. And the first one is Proposition 98. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Excuse me. Back in 2006, we passed an initiative here in California that changed how we fund education for a whole variety of reasons. <clears throat> Excuse me, but one of the things that we did was to change the California Constitution to require that at least 40% of state revenues would be earmarked for the public schools. Then that money would be reallocated and sent back down to the various school districts in California. But there have been other laws that have been passed and occasionally other funding passed by the government and by other entities, excuse me, which has resulted in a series of grants and so forth. And right now, the average per pupil spending in the state of California, according to the governor's budget, is over $17,000 a year per student in California. Now, I can already hear the teacher's teeth rattling as they reach for their, their mouse uh, to, uh, or get on the phone and say, Oh, no, no, well, my school district only gets seven or $8,000, like over in San Marino. 
Well, they're, they're probably not wrong, but there are many other cash flows that come in to the so-called educational system. And that includes bond money that's not accounted for in, in those equations. It includes grants that come through from federal or local organization. It includes money that may go into the pension system long before it reaches the school system. So whenever you're talking about accounting uh, with government people, particularly uh, the people that belong to these public employee unions, bear in mind uh, that you're not even within a million miles of getting the real truth. I'm not sure that they tell themselves the truth about public funding. Well, what is for sure is that 40 to 50% of the California budget goes to this enterprise that we call education. And the bottom line is that our schools here in this state are 48th in the country. Somebody called me and some knothead said, me, said, oh, no, we're only 45th. Well, right. Well, there's a... <laughs> right. <laughs> right. So... Well, that makes it better. They, right. They... <laughs> They, 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 I, I, they, found, uh, I found information saying we're 41st, but just oh, to set this are. off, I was going to say we're ranked 41st per student spending, but number one per prisoner. Yeah, there you go. Oh, yeah, wow. you, exactly. You know, uh, but, but, what, but what are we yeah. doing here? Uh, let's start with, with, our, uh, uh, with our cradle here. I don't care if California schools are first in the country. There are children. It's our money, and therefore it's our choice. And it is outrageous that we are find ourselves arguing with a bunch of government bureaucrats who steal our money at gunpoint. It's called taxation. They take it. They set up a school, run the way that they want it, employ the people that they want, and then proceed to tell our children, teach our children what they think our children want to know, and then they start arguing with us when we don't like it, as if we had to prove, uh, provide some uh, some uh, some standard to prove to justify the fact that we object to what they're doing. It was only a few years ago, and in fact, it, I, I can tell you right now, if uh, some of your children are going to these schools and they're being taught this gender-bending nonsense, uh, uh, if, if you and I were to privately have the conversations with your children that they have in the classroom, one of us would get arrested on a sex uh, crime violation. You can't be talking and appealing to, to children like this and appealing to their prurient interests in that fashion. Uh, who are they to tell the kids? But you see, they don't think that you're smart enough to raise your kids. And I can tell you guys that, that basically the whole issue of education, the issue of the children and so forth, is, is a side issue. What's really at stake here is their desire to use the children as a wedge to get your money and eventually to gain control of all property, of all money, of all human and economic activity, and to prepare the next generation to accept that kind of totalitarian mindset. 
That's why we they want the children. That's why they will fight us to the death. Raise them young, kind of. Thing. Well, that's correct. Right. And, you know, uh, I don't know if you guys are uh, Republican or not. It doesn't make any difference. But, you know, Republicans love to talk these days about, uh, uh, about uh, ballot harvesting, voter fraud, and whatnot. Well, basically, voter harvesting, vote harvesting, and ballot fraud, and voter ID fraud is about how Democrats mostly move from 48 or 49 percent mm-hmm. to 50.1. And they, Republicans and conservatives spend a tremendous amount of time talking about that. When in fact, what we should be thinking about and worrying about and concerned about is how these people get from zero to 48, talking the way that they talk. And you hear, you know, you hear all those net cases on the Democrat uh, platform there the other night. Well, that's a, that's a California School Teachers Association. Mm-hmm. They're the same people. You understand that? Those people are teaching your kids. Now, you got to get your kids out of there, guys. Yeah. I'm 71 years old. My children are, are, are older now. My grandchildren are coming up. You know, my time in this country has passed. Yours is here. You need to get your kids out of there right now. Take your kids back. Take your money back. Take your country back. It's that damn simple. Well, a couple steps back, Michael. I, w- I wanted to talk about yes. the, the funding portion of this. Yes. Now, you were mentioning something about $15,000 or $17,000 per student, correct? Yes. Mm-hmm. Now, what do you think is happening right now? Is it basically mismanagement of money, or is it more of like, okay, you know what? There are areas in California where it's $6,000 per student, and whatever is left over, they kind of use it towards other things, or it's basically eaten by the wolves, or... What is it exactly that's going on as far as the management of the money itself? Sure. Well, well first of all, uh, the, the one thing that's lacking, yeah, anybody who spent five minutes in business can tell you what's lacking. There's no competition. They have a monopoly. Okay? Let's not move past that. Everybody pay attention, class. It's a monopoly. They don't have to compete. They take your money. They do with it what they want. And then they leave us to get on stupid radio shows on Monday and argue with them, right? You see what I mean? Yeah, so so we're running around. They own the press. They own the media. But by God, we're not going to be silent. We're going to fight back the best way that we can. We're going right? to do it our way. Yeah, we're going to do it our way. And, and, and if you don't like it, well, you can whatever. Yeah, okay, so that's number one. But let me respond to, to the other part of your question. Treat it a little more seriously. And, and that is they've done re- repeated studies over the years about uh, the impact of money on, ed- on education, on public education, and there is no direct correlation. Now, how do we know that? We know that because Catholic schools and other private schools are turning out fine students everywhere, and in other states, they're doing much better than California on less money. So what is the problem? It is mismanagement. But there's no incentive to manage properly. And when you look at the California school system, it's about everything else but education. It's about social policy. It's about social engineering. It's about electioneering. It's about control of half of the state's budget. And, And they use that political power 
to turn out and go elect uh, representatives that will in turn represent their interests and not that of, of the constituents who paid the taxes and who actually cast the votes. So that's see? why you said the teachers' union is a political uh, union as well. Oh, yeah. There's no question about uh, the it. They are a political had, organization. We had the same question. The, uh, Jenny had the same question for you as far as yes. continuing to look into why you said it was political. Oh, yeah. Well, first of all, let me tell you, Jenny, uh, there's a recent article in the LA Times here that will tell you just about everything that you need to know uh, uh, that is at the essential level. And that is in the last six months, the lobbying reports show that the California uh, public and, uh, teachers uh, unions and associations spent over $1 million per month to go after charter schools. So everybody out there who says, oh, we don't need that voucher system. We don't need school choice. We have charter schools. Let me tell you, guys and gals, those charter schools are history. They are dead. Do not sell anybody who runs a charter school a life insurance policy. It's over. It's done. This is a one-party state. And, and the unions run the state. The public employees run the state. They don't want charter schools. They don't want any threat to their monopolies. They're going to regulate them out of existence. So your only option right now is to support our initiative, support what we want to do, and obtain for yourselves and your children and future generations authentic parental educational choice. That's the beginning. Because what you're seeing with all of this transitioning, oh, you've got some schools out there giving kids drugs already to try to transition them. Uh, you, you've got them teach, you know, talking to your three-year-old kid and say, you know, you look a little confused. Yeah, my kid looks confused a lot. <laughs> at three. <laughs> at, at three, yeah. But he's not quite, He's not very confused about what's between his legs. You know, just stop talking to him. You know what I'm saying? What the hell are you talking to my kid about this stuff for? Are we just nuts? Right? right? And, uh, I mean, that Even in our community, as you said, the Armenian community tends to be a little more uh, conservative. Obviously. Yes. But at the same time, not completely. Yeah, we still yeah. There, there is still. We have a lot of people in our community that will stand up to us as a, us being a little more conservative than the rest. Well, yeah, too that's right. Because they're totalitarian minded. You see, they want to make decisions for you and your family. They don't want you making no, decisions the people, for them. The people that support what's going on, yes. they want the same system of someone else deciding for yes, them. They're looking correct. for that. Oh, yeah. What you're asking is for a mass number of people to wake up. Yes, that's right. And the I think they're all ready aware. As far as infrastructure goes, let's say yeah. you get your initiative and it does become a play, fair playing field with yes. you being able to open more private schools. Mm -hmm. Yes. What kind of infrastructure have you started Let's say you do get some initiative 2022, you're only three years away. Right. Are you suggesting that I need to show you that I no, have no, an no, infrastructure, no, no. No, infrastructure before I have a dollar in my pocket? No, infrastructure as far as the building area. Where is this going to start okay. from? Okay. Where are the students basically Where are the students going to be housing? Yeah. Sure. That's my main question. All right. Well, for, first of all, uh, you, you have 
uh, I don't know how many hundred Catholic schools in the state. Uh, there, uh, yeah, in fact, it's uh, probably in the thousands, mm-hmm. uh, one, one to two thousand Catholic schools in the state. There are other church organizations uh, who could immediately start and would start schools and looked into starting schools. You have private uh, schools, nursery schools. You have existing charter schools that are ready to expand under existing laws if they're just protected. Uh, and, and then, of course, if you have that kind of cash flow, you will have businesses and entrepreneurs entering the business. And you're going to probably have, with any luck, many of these public schools will go broke and there'll be buildings available, right? So that's that's my question was, right. you, it, what you're trying to do is take care of the whole problem, but the overall infrastructure as far as building, yeah. do you see the future being the public school buildings we have now? You know, you know I really don't know what the competitive future. Now, somebody... Uh, uh, you know, there, there must be at least one of those left-wingers there who listen to your program is probably already sent over a message. It says, that nasty man, he should be working hard to improve the existing public schools rather than taking money away from them. We're hurting already. All right. That representative of the school teachers union, pay attention. Because what we need to, I'm going to improve the public schools. That's what... Oh, I'm going to improve them. In fact, I can tell you the exact day and time that the public schools will begin approving substantially. And that will be at 10 p.m. on the first Tuesday of November in 2020 or 2022. Because when they know that if they teach this garbage to your kid, that these three crazy Armenians are going to walk in there and grab their kids and leave, and they're going to take not not just ten or fifteen thousand bucks. That's a hundred thousand dollars of future revenue that's walking out that door. You and I run businesses. We know that that kind of customer there. And imagine the power here. To return customer for twelve years. For twelve stuff. years. And besides that, how many kids do you have? Do you have any children? One. You got one. Okay. Got two. You got two. You got one. I had four. So I would represent $60,000, you know, somewhere between uh, yeah, forty dollars to $60,000 a year. Multiply apply that times eight. Now, do you think, yeah, do you think now I get a little freaking respect? Wow, $800,000 right. sounds bigger than... Right, and now who's going to be exercising this, uh, this control? Talk about empowerment. A lot of these customers are going to be Mexicans. I did not say Mexican-Americans. I did not say Latinos. I said Mexicans, and these are young, legal or illegal, whatever, with or without papeles. Uh, you know, they're going to show up here, and that mother's going to have those kids. And under our proposal, she is going to have the choice over where to send those kids. Now, talk about empowerment, right? That's empowerment. Yeah, that's empowerment. And I refuse to believe that that mother, legal, illegal, or otherwise, cares less about her children than my mother did, loves her children less than I did. I, I, I doubt very much whether that mother wants less for her children than we do. She doesn't even know what the hell's going on in our country, but she knows it's a better place, and she and her husband want their children to get there. 
Yeah. She, they want their children to be unequal, just as unequal as they can get, yeah. right? In other words, they want it, yeah, even if they weren't attracted here by the American dream or hard work or whatever, it doesn't take them that long to kind of figure out what's going on. We need to show them the path. And, and let me also, uh, everybody else say here, you know, I, there's no burden here. You're asking me, what's my plan? And, and, and if you were that liberal asking me this question, I would ask you, what the hell's your plan? You know, you're 45 or 48, and most of these kids are just stupid in two languages. What is our plan for integrating all of these, uh, this, this next generation of illegal immigrants and their children? How in the world are we going to equip them to participate fully in the economy of the future and to participate fully in our democracy? Our country cannot exist with this odd division division with with this this permanent subclass of people that are stuck somewhere uh, between uh, Mexico and and uh, in California is Victor Hansen Davis once referred to it Victor Davis Hansen rather uh, he called it Mexifornia you know where they're caught uh, in this twilight you see it sometimes with all older uh, couples who come here from other countries, uh, they, they come here, they're never quite uh, uh, American, yeah. and, and nor are they uh, still Armenian adapt. or French. They have a harder time German. adapting, and that's they just do. normal. I mean, the older you get, it's harder to adapt. I mean, it's just normal to change. Yeah. So, so yeah. what we've done over the years uh, here in the United States, we've relied upon our schools as the place where we gave children the uh, uh, the tools that they need to participate. I don't want to own these people. I don't want them to grow up and vote Republican or whatever. Or give, uh, you know, If that's what they do, great. What I want is freedom here in the United States, and I don't want them owned by the government. I think there's nothing but dangerous for all of us. None. Yeah, just basically right. get away from... You want small government. That's what that's more what it privatization, is. Privatization, right. not yeah. small government. More that's of privatization. Yeah. But that's m- right. Michael, let me ask you this. I mean, the state of California has been blue for, I mean, uh, as long as I could remember. Mm-hmm. And with social media being a very, very big influence as far as on the people in the state of California, telling yeah. them it's okay to be like this, it's okay to be, you know, uh, as left as possible... Do you really think that the state will actually kind of flip and go towards uh, privatized government or okay. more? I know it. I know it. Uh, uh, Armin, do you, you have nurses working for you, younger women? Mm-hmm. All right. They have children? Yes. All right. I ask you to to do the uh, the Mike Alexander. You're a real estate animal. You you understand you understand elevator pitches right so uh, you know I want you to take this side one of these lovely ladies to work for you and say hey look you know I had a guy in here last night just talking about uh, a new proposal here in the state of California do you mm-hmm. have kids how many niños you have uh, it's so forth would you be interested in a proposal that uh, gave you Ten to fifteen thousand dollars a year per year per Nino to send your child to any school that you want, including a Catholic school or a private school or a charter school, whatever you had left over you could use for college. Would that program have any interest for you? Well, I tell you what, several years ago I, I test marketed that 
out in North Pasadena through an interpreter, and the response came back, Cuando, donde, when, when and where. where. That's all. You, you know, in other words, these are the customers. I don't have to go to these schools. My parents sent me through uh, Catholic schools, private schools. I sent my kids through private schools. A, a great expense and sacrifice. I'm not some wealthy guy, and neither uh, most of the parents are sending kids to these schools. Okay, how much is have any money what's average there? for a private school today in LA? Well, it, it, it all, you know, uh, I distinguish between private and parochial schools. You can go to some private schools that are $25,000 a year for, for a kid. You know, like Pasadena, Poly, very expensive. Loyola High School downtown, where my boys went to school uh, uh, for high school, it's now for $20,000 a year. But then there's a very high-quality independent Catholic school here in Montrose, uh, 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 La Crescenta area there, uh, where the average tuition uh, for a, a grammar school is around six to $7,000 a year, very affordable. And some of the schools in the barrio uh, are a lot cheaper. Now, those prices are going to rise, and they need to rise because those teachers need to have a living wage. Of course. Yeah, you That's know. My question is when, yeah. when the time comes and it does get privatized, do yes. you see the downfall of it? Where no. the voucher might not be enough to get your kid, because then that's going to become competition. No, they go back to public school. Wait, so... <laughs> right? Some you people, always some have, people are going to have to stay where they are, and yeah. others... So it's basically going to come down to what you can afford anyways. The voucher might not be enough, is what I'm trying to understand. That's correct. Right. Are you proposing that we allocate more money uh, to private education? Well, the voucher is Why well, I would gonna... say no. Here. Well, the, now the public school we, system. But we are allocating deals, more and more money to the public school system all are, the time with no results. No, how can you defend that? I'm not defending that, but let's look into what they have to deal with with yeah. special needs children. For example, right, the private sector is not going to take anyone with the special needs children. Well, first of all, you don't know, but isn't that the function of government to do the things that nobody else can or will do? You can look at it that way, but is it fair to have schools with only... Pri uh, All right, so so in, in other words, if everybody's not the same, uh, then, uh, you, you know, you, you agree with the socialist, uh, communist uh, view of society that everybody needs to be equal. No, no, not... Why, I, I why are you unwilling to let to parents... There's always going to be inequality... What the hell do you think we have in our system right now? It's inequality now. Of course Either there way. is. Do you think that the children are taught the same at Hillsboro uh, and in San Marino as they are in, in East Los Angeles? No, Absolutely. Not. Of That's course they're not. not. So we have unequal outcomes right now. How can you defend that? Okay. And how can you prove to me for a moment that if we continue the system and give it more money, that we're going to remedy that? So money it's a false criticism. Money is will not, not solve the issue. Thank you. There is no I way. The more money you put case. into this, I, I my proposal was, if the overall money is lower, right? That anytime you want to hit anybody, you hit them in the pocket. That's what I've learned over many years. You want to see where the problem is, follow the money. And right. the same thing with this education system today. You want to see the problems, you have to follow the money. Right. But if the school district gets paid the same money for a special needs child that has to have six hours of supervision throughout the it doesn't. Day, do they get paid extra money for that? 
lot. Do they? Oh, that's, oh, I don't yeah. know. I was just asking oh, that question. Yeah. But my, oh, yeah. So I, that I, the private but, sector would be willing to get into right. this. By, by the way, I was aggressive, not with you, but with your idea. No, no, no. What I'm trying to do, Mike, is what I'm trying to do is play the role of some of the questions that would come into our listeners. Absolutely. I've looked into the different voucher systems before I came in. And I'm a fan of it. Good. Because I don't want my children to learn. Now, here's what I'm hearing. Uh, that LA Unified has not, is not going to introduce any of that gender information till fifth grade and on. Now, I don't know who to believe at this point. Oh, I'm so comforted. Even so they're not going to get to molest my son until he's 10. Until he's that's sixth grade. Sixth grade. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> At least, yeah. So he just, you know, kind of, kind of let the feeling well, come we over. We got it in seventh grade. Yeah, right. We started ours. Ours <laughs> was middle school, correct? Middle, yeah, ours yeah. was seventh grade. Was are, are we just so first sex ed? Are, are we are, are we just insane? <laughs> <laughs> if it, if it's Mike's ideology, it's molested in seventh grade. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if it's yours, I guess it's sex ed. Not, not that there's anything funny about being molested. I'm exactly. Just, yeah. no. no, but but the whole voucher idea. Of I mean, there's different. What you're talking about is, for example, let's say in a inner city where income is low, you want the funding to be, for example, fifteen thousand versus a San Marino or a um, any other city in LA that's more affluent and there's a lot more tax being paid. You want there to be quality. That's what I was trying to get to. Now, some districts don't get the same exact money as the other districts, and the Los Angeles Unified School District. Everybody gets that same yeah. no. no, no, no. LAUSD, th- those guys, nobody knows how, how much those guys really taking in. But the people who have run some of the numbers have estimated that LAUSD receives and expends over $25,000 a year per year per student. Right? In other words, Pasadena Polytechnic private school level, Harvard-Westlake level, mm-hmm. tuitions, money flowing through that school, and, and, and the, the dumbest of the bunch. That's right. See, you know, when you look at those salaries, I should have brought some of my Government Grifter of the Week awards here uh, that feature uh, uh, you know, salaries that we have for, uh, for the school districts. You have superintendents uh, taking home Three hundred and fifty, four hundred thousand dollars a year. You've got cops taking home a, a couple hundred thousand dollars a year. Lawyers up the yin yang uh, make an incredible amounts of money in that system. It's all about hiring themselves. <clears throat> it is nothing, gentlemen. Just re- repeat this. There'll be a test at the end of the hour. It's all a fraud, a hustle, and a con. They, they you cannot treat these crooks. Uh, uh, seriously, if anybody else were running the system, they would long ago have been, their businesses long ago would have been shut down and they'd be in jail. Mm. You know, you can't do this with public it's money. It's monopoly. It's the monopoly. It's, it's, it's hundreds of billions of dollars, but worse than that, the price in lives. Yeah, Glendale's superintendent, the new superintendent, I forgot what her name was, she's getting paid three hundred plus thousand dollars a year. Yeah. And then there's a there's a retirement at the end. Yeah, and, and a, did I mention that our California retirement systems, the combined uh the CalPERS, uh 
CalSTRS, which is the California State Teachers Retirement System, the University of California Retirement System. Those three systems are, are over a trillion dollars underwater. Yeah. Wow. And right? a lot of people I read about, when I was talking to a lot of, uh, like, for example, when I went to Balboa Elementary to donate for, you know, the whole Disneyland mm-hmm. thing, I was talking to some of the parents there. Right. And the first thing they said to me was, you know, oh, did you see the new superintendent? And I was like, yeah, you know, I, you know, I haven't met her yet, but, you know, I saw who it was. And they were like, can you believe she's getting paid that much money? Wow. I was like, you know what? Oh, no yeah. comment? No comment. I, I mean, what, what else am I? They put her up there. They took her from L.A. to Glendale, and they paid her, I think, double what the previous superintendent was, was getting paid. Right. And they gave her an assistant as well. And the assistant's probably making quarter million. <laughs> quarter million. Oh, you, you know, you can't, you can't believe it. One, one of these times, uh, uh, in, in fact, I'll just feed you some, the guy something. Maybe one of these times I'll stop by and do a segment on, on, on government pensions and, uh, and, and uh, uh, overweight salaries and so forth. You know, we published the ta- Taxpayers' Gazette in a couple of cities here. And I can't tell you how stunned they were about how much their cops and firemen make. Yeah, the cops and firemen uh, in the so-called school system that we have here have bankrupted our state. I, I want you to understand here, every one of these school districts, every city, every county, the whole damn state is insolvent because of the pension system. We're not going to be able to pay those pensions. I've been talking about this for years, and, and nobody on this program and this audience, nobody on my radio program, I've spoken, I don't know how many thousands of people, not one person, not one, but, not one person from government has ever called me, not one elected official, not one union representative has called me and accepted my offer, because I've got a standing offer, $10,000 cash. For anybody who can sit me down, I'm a financial professional, walk me through it and show me how we come out the other side okay. We don't have that kind of money left in the system. What's going to happen? Does well, the state have to go bankrupt at that point? It, well, you see, when you say go bankrupt, it, it is bankrupt. No, no, I, I understand. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Will there actually be a proceeding? Well, that, that's why I stopped on that point, because you raise a very interesting point, and that is exactly what does happen. What is the resolution of this? Uh, I, I believe that some kind of insolvency proceeding is going to have to be developed at the federal level, but how are you going to do that with the Democrat Party controlling the House and, and, the, uh, and the Republicans who are being truly sexually confused, so I don't understand. right? There's no man left in them, most of them, well, right? And uh, uh, the uh, it, it, they, they don't want to deal with this problem, so we're just going to descend into chaos. Now, I don't much care for these people, but the fact is these obligations are out there, and we cannot allow our, our state to fall into financial chaos. We need to find a way to sit down and restructure these obligations so that these people that are sitting out there thinking they've got these pensions coming at least have something locked in. If I were you, if I were a government employee out there uh, uh, with, with a pension that I was looking to rely upon for the future, I would be supporting me. Be, and I would be supporting anything that would get my money out of the hands of the government. 
uh, so where I could rely on them. You don't want to be stuck where the rest of us are in the social so-called security system. Uh, of course, I don't rely on that anyway. But, uh, you know, uh, you know. But that's, uh, that's something a lot of people do rely Well, of on. course they do. Yeah, this, and when you don't have this, our, our system falls into chaos uh, and, and the level of inflation, the incredible expansion of government okay. into everything. You know, this is making California unlivable. Uh, for for anybody, so now we have this whole vast underclass here that merely survives, and scams, and grifts here and there. But you can't call it an emerging middle class. You know, you don't. You, you don't, don't have a middle class. No, no. You you no longer have have people. Uh, you know, ending up in uh, in East Los Angeles, uh, or South South Central Los Angeles, and, and they're working their way out of it. Working the way uh, in, into good jobs and professions, that transition is no longer being made, and that transition, that that middle class, is hugely important for our society. And those of us here at the at, at the other end, who uh, whom they they dismiss as uh, uh, conservatives or old white Republicans, well, I'll, I'll admit to being old and white, but I'm not much of a Republican. I'm an American, I'm a conservative, and I'm outraged at our loss of our liberties. Yeah. And I particularly, and I think that the, we can't even think, gentlemen, about reforming anything, about taking our country back, unless we first take back our children. If we don't, because that is the future. So we can't talk about taking back our country, that is, securing our future, without our securing children. our future. They, exactly. they are the future. Yeah. Children are the future. They, they are. So yeah, anything else that we're working on is entirely secondary to taking our kids back. And, and you will know that you're doing the right thing by how loud they scream. And let me tell you, man, the bullets are going to fly. It's going to be amazing because they're not going to turn loose of your kid. And, I, and I'm telling you people out there, here's the real question. You care more about your kid than they do. And right now... It would appear that a lot of parents uh, don't care as much about their children as the government people do. We're going to have to take them back. It's going to be a fight. There's a lot of people that don't have children that are for, you know, the government taking over the kids. Yes. And then there's a lot of people that are, and I, and I don't know, maybe I'm crazy, maybe I've noticed this, but a lot of them are divorcees. Mm-hmm. Where they're divorced, you know, either dad's not around or mom's not around. And they're like, you know what, let the schools take over the kids and and take care of whatever they need to take care of. That's right. And it's 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 scary. It's not easy, but look at my situation. It's hard for us. I mean, without the school system the way it is, me and my wife have to work for everything to work See, out. I've told the oh, guy, yeah. I've told the guys this. I've told the guys this many times, and I feel like whatever is happening right now, as far as the whole uh, gender thing going on, as far as you know, boys being girls and girls being boys. I was telling the boys, I was like, you know what? I think it's I think it's just maybe a fad. I think it's going to go away after a while. It's going to be something that's going to be coming in, and eventually, that's as they, they say, want you yeah, to think no, no, no. As, as they say, eventually shit floats, and mm-hmm. it, all this crap is going to float up to the surface. Everybody's going to realize that it was all just, you know, it was a game by the government to kind of control everything around us, and everybody's going to kind of push it away and be like, okay, you know what, we're done with this. Have that, you? That's what I feel. Well, I, th- I and think, I'm hoping it's. That. I, th- I think to a certain extent, it's already happened. Re- re- remember the, these ideas. Are, are not popular, and the reason that we know they're not popular 
it is because it is because of the reaction from the private poll that I suggest that you take. So don't take my word for this program. I've summarized it for you. In fact, I left you some of these yeah, little, yeah, yeah. little cheat sheets here. Just try it out on some people. Let them know. Well, here's the thing. People yeah. are afraid to voice it. That's yeah. the problem. Now, now, don't take it to anybody who's had their education, their common sense educated out of them, right? Mm-hmm. What is somebody who just got through high school, yeah. maybe? Or maybe didn't get through high school. So the, the less exposure they had to the school system, the more of their common sense and integrity remains intact. Yeah. All right? So they, they will say, no, no, I don't think it's good. Now, you just take the average Mexican guy coming out of the fields down in, in, uh, in Guadalajara, and he, he brings his kids up here, and they come home and tell him that they're talking to him about maybe he thinks that his little homie might be a girl, right? I mean, that guy, <laughs> that guy's going to be hot, right? I know. I grew up in these neighborhoods, right? I mean, I, I, he'd be just hot as I am yeah, at, at, at the whole idea of gender bending. And, you know... The, the schools here, this this is a test. If we if we let them keep our children and teach them this, we know that we'll do whatever they want ultimately. This is the whole idea. And, and the idea that we can sit back and let them keep all of our money. And by the way, they're taking more and more and more and more every day. Uh, are we through taxing in this state? See, I don't understand. No. Okay, when when a school is given a certain budget as far as for spending, <laughs> um, I've, I've heard many vice principals and school board members say, mm-hmm. oh, you know what, we have about $5,000 left. Um, let's just spend it on whatever we can spend it on. Sure. It's like, okay, what happens to that money if it's not spent? Does it go back to the government or what happens to it no. exactly? No. Is it no. not allocated for the next? Like, yeah. they, 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 they can re- retain it as a surplus. So why do, sure. they, why do they just spend it on bullshit then? Well, because they are who they are. Because next year they want to get more. If they don't why, spend that, the next year they're not going to get more. Well, that was what, my question about does, allocation, uh, though. Why do snakes bite and coyotes kill? It's what they do, Nature. right? They hire somebody else and even to the soul. Uh, have we got any more questions from anybody there? Well, we've had a couple of comments. Haven't, haven't I made anybody angry? <laughs> now, my question to yeah. you, I've also heard many teachers or, like Arnold said, principals, vice principals yeah. mention, or even parents, that if your if your child does not attend school so many number of days, then the funding for that child is reduced. Do yeah. you know that formula? Sure. Is there such oh, I don't, is there I don't, truth I don't know that? The, yeah, but they get paid, Yeah. Like everything else the government runs, uh, most of it's on a per diem, right? Mm -hmm. So that bus, they want full. And and that's why they're so tough on all these systems. Because if the kids don't show... They don't get paid. They don't get paid. So it's on a per diem. And they got so many sick days and this and that. Because why, you, you would ask yourself, why in the world? This shows you how... Financial incentives actually can work, even inside government. Because you ask yourself, well, these people really don't care about the children. Like you say, Mike, how come they're on the phone when when my idiot doesn't show up to school? Well, it's because they don't get paid, right? Now, if if I don't get my end of the deal, what the hell do they care, right? But when they don't get their $15 a day or whatever it is, uh, for for little Richie showing up, well now now by God we got a problem, don't we? 
right? And so they stay on top of that. So it, it's all per kid. And then if the kids need special reading or this or that, fine. And if the kids are so-called special needs, and there are many, many of them, then fine. And one of the reasons why we have so many special needs kids in there is because they carry with them extra funding. And, and then they try to mainstream these children, quote-unquote. And, and that means putting them in the same classroom with everybody them. else. And that doesn't work. It really doesn't. And, uh, and it, the people that it, the kids it doesn't work for uh, are, are the normal kids. And yes, there's normal and there's abnormal. The kids have special needs and all the others are okay. You can't run it that way. But in any event, that's not my choice. That's the parents' choice, isn't it? Hmm. I'm, I'm tired of arguing with government people over this stuff and, and, and do-gooders and, and bleeding hearts. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's the way you want to run it. So fine, send your kid over there. Yep, put your son in the dressing room. Have at it. Good luck to you both. Take care. You know, we, yeah, we, but, but keep him keep him out of my kid's shower. <laughs> so, we, yeah. we have an angry listener, by the way. Oh, oh okay, good. Here. And she was upset even before the show. Oh, sorry, Jacqueline. We still love you. We still love you. <laughs> Wait, is, I thought Jacqueline was saying she's not going to listen to us. Is no, Jacqueline. Ja- you can't, you can't. Of course, she's going to oh. listen. Oh. Well, she was saying she. I mean, she's going to listen, but she's upset about it. I mean, about what though? What's, yeah. what's well, Jacqueline, Jacqueline think, has to listen to us now because we're in HD. <laughs> she was upset because when when we posted this here and I kind of had a back and forth about how I don't think it's appropriate for a five-year-old child to be taught gender bending and as you call it right. but her being a teacher she said well oh god there well, you go well what are you worried about if you're for example if your son is not transgender or gay or whatever it happens to be then you have nothing to worry about let them talk about it and i said what, what's your name jenny Jacqueline. Jacqueline. and Jacqueline. my my response to that is that no i think that's a parent's conversation i i want to talk to my kid about sex right. and everything right. related to sex education and as teachers you teach them the general subjects the general curriculum right and let me discipline and talk about sex education and anything else that's to that level of personal Right. My wife and I will take care of that. Right. But, again, I know some parents rely on the schools to discipline, to take care of them, to babysit them, to teach them, pretty right. much take on the responsibility of a parent, which is wrong. Sure. Uh, but there's a lot of us who are not those types of parents, and we want to have a choice as to what our kids are going to learn in school. That's correct. So my question, I'm sure you guys have had this conversation with some parents who do advocate for this new sex education program, when you, my wh- circle, what is I have response? no one in my circle well, see, that's come ja- up to me. See, Jacqueline, Jacqueline as a teacher, she brought up, she says, yeah. it is a parent's conversation, and you as a parent have the right to opt out. Yeah. How about opt out of the whole damn system? It's none of your damn business. Well, and, and the government doesn't have any business sponsoring these programs. Is that what true? Are, you how about, how about Does that exist? I've yeah, seen both ways. How about ways. the fact that the whole damn thing is immoral? And, and here, now we get back, ladies and gentlemen, let's get back... While, while Jackie's getting angry, let's really give her something to get angry about. Uh, take some notes out there. Uh, in fact, you know, take a Valium. You'll need it. All right. <laughs> now, the the one thing that that you know, teachers, I love them, man. They they. Uh, yeah, yeah, but we need teachers. Oh yeah, this this was probably a union rep. Yeah, uh, and uh, yeah, they're they're really fun. Uh, and they're they're burly. Michael, I love teachers. Yeah. Well, so do I. Best people I ever had in my life. I can still tell you the names yeah. of all the sisters that I had in grammar school, right? 
at all the professors I had. Of course they are. Uh, but this is a unique breed. And, and, and these guys are government employees and, and, and representatives of the government first, right? They're operatives. They're all political operatives. Make no mistake about it. And, and they're upset in their own lives, so they want to run ours. Now, the fact is, it, it, is that one of the great problems that we have in here uh, at a weekend in which we had somebody go out and, and, and kill people, uh, where in the world do we teach a system of morals beginning? Uh, wh- why is something wrong? You know, well, uh, the most basic reason I think anybody of my generation and anybody who goes to quality school could tell you uh, that killing is wrong for, for two reasons. Number one, God has prohibited it. And number two, uh, the reason that God has prohibited it is because we're all the creatures of the same God. We are brothers and sisters and find our brotherhood and sisterhood in the fact that we were created by God the Father. That, that, that's a theological concept. And our whole system of morality is rooted in the sense of, of religion, of the higher significance of these things. Now, this uh, teacher, Jacqueline, will tell you right now that the government has no business teaching you about religion. And I actually happen to agree with her. But once you, you fail to teach religion, then you have no basis for, for your morality because there's no source of the natural law. There's no source of divine law. There's nothing. You can't teach morality in a vacuum just with the dictates of the state, which apparently change from time to time. Now, Michael, just, yes. what, what do you say to somebody who's, who's atheist, who's not religious? Oh, but then he can send his, school, send his kid to the public school. That's what he wants to do. When we talk, we're talking about two, you, you have confused two different issues. One is the parents' rights, because I don't have any right to coerce your conscience. And I'm sure that Jackie would agree with me that I don't have the right to try to tell her or anybody else what they should do in their lives. That is to coerce it using government force or any other kind of force. So if that atheist disagrees with me, I cannot force him at gunpoint to do the right thing one way or the other. Nor should Jackie try to force me to do what she thinks is the right thing. The second issue, the one that she confused her with, was whether we're going, whether and how we're going to teach morality to our young. That we have to do. It is very, very difficult to teach morality without at the same time teaching the fundamentals of religion. And that goes to the core of your culture that you share in the Armenian community. It's you. Jennifer disagrees with that. She thinks oh, you're no old doubt. school and... Old that, school, you wouldn't believe it. And uh, yeah. <laughs> you being old school and white is what creates the well, racism. Well, what, what, well, what, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Am, I, am I racist now? Yeah. You know who a racist is? Yeah. I, 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 yeah. A racist is anybody who disagrees with Jackie. Okay. No, this one was Jennifer. Uh, or yeah, Jennifer. Jennifer. All right. Jennifer. All right. Hey, look. Uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, talk about old. Uh, uh, a hundred million years ago, two plus two was four, same as it is today. Truth doesn't change, and it's not a function of time. So if, if you want to say that I'm old to that, I will plead guilty. School, yes, I actually attended schools and learned them. 
So I guess to both of those, I plead guilty. All right. But I will not, however, concede to your snide suggestion that somehow because I'm old, I'm wrong. So you better you better bring a better game than that, Jenny. Come on. Uh, Jennifer right. said something. What did she she was saying? Uh, you teach them at home, which many don't. Your kids yes. follow your actions, which is yes. what I. That's very of true. Course. Very true. I hundred percent yeah. agree with that. They rely on the school to teach the kids discipline and morals and everything else. Which that's then, then what's the parents' responsibility at that point? At this point, parents don't want the responsibility. So then they don't have a child, right? And and but but we yeah. So here here's another game you you play with the school system down there. After they get through failing, they say, well. You know, parents are the first educators. And ultimately, you know, if the parents don't teach the kids, well, these little buggers aren't going to learn anything. Okay, so why do I need you, lady? You see what I mean? So ultimately, yeah. it is the home. But, but the home but matters. That's, the home matters a lot. Well, no kidding. I've, I've never lot. heard such a, such a patronizing comment. Didn't you hear what I said? I, I, of course the parents matter. That, you know that that's uh, you know uh, uh, somebody with a with a room temperature IQ knows that you know <laughs> even the teachers know that okay so so please don't insult my intelligence uh, the fact is that the environment at the school also matters and the children's companions matter and what you teach your children at, at home can very quickly be undone at school if they're not reinforcing what you're teaching and the vice versa now if what of the course. school is doing if the parents don't keep up after school and weekends that's the, right the kids go and, back on monday and they're dumb as and as that as. that's on the parents yes but what impact why should that impair your ability to put your children or this gentleman or this gentleman's ability to put their children in a school of their choice and teach them what they want. See, you guys keep coming back to the same thing. My system isn't perfect, so you're not going to let me exercise our natural rights as parents and as community members to teach our children the difference between right and wrong. You and your system failed to do it, but you refused to take responsibility or to be accountable in any way, shape, or form when your whole damn system is falling through three. And by the way, 41st, 41st, the 48th, that's in a rigged system. Do you realize that they have some places in the United States where they don't have a single student who is literate even in math, you know, uh, in, in their high schools, even by their low standards? You know, you're gonna have to you're gonna have to take some responsibility for this failure that you call a school system. And I'm tired of the special pleading that I hear. It's failing. What are you gonna do about it? What is your proposal? Jennifer, Jenny, the rest of you people, what is your proposal? We've got millions of children failing. Our society is on a collision course with reality. With 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 uh, the city of Los Angeles uh, ignorance and poverty and illiteracy as far as the eye can see. And yet you guys are spending almost half of the state budget with no result. When will somebody stand up and take accountability? I want to see somebody get out that Japanese say poo-poo knife and take one for the team. Michael, right? do you, oh, no, one, one thing I want to clarify. Jennifer and Jenny are two different people. So. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, it was Jennifer yeah. and they Jennifer. sound alike. Yeah. But uh, let me ask you this. Uh, do you think it's maybe as far as the school systems in failing in certain areas, it's underpaid teachers. No. No, these people are doing very well. Uh, the, uh, one of these times, I'll come back. I don't have the numbers with me right now. Well, remember, the cost but, of living in Los Angeles is very high right now. Oh, I didn't know that. 
Okay. So, I mean, that's, that's, that, no, right. That, the only reason why I say it is I personally do think that a lot of teachers are underpaid because wow. I, I've spoken to many teachers out there, and the, I mean, they're very open as far as well, what they get paid. And, well, with all of that talent, with 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 that with all that personality. Well, my suggestion with would be all actually, that with all that verve that they have, <laughs> all those fantastic per- interpersonal relationships, their ability to make friends with parents and so forth, they ought to be able to go out and find a job that will pay them at their skill level. Or how if, about, they're, if they're working there, man, it means that they're happy with their pay. Don't tell me about it. Well, how about this? Pay. How about we but, whoa, 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 whoa. cut, uh, cut no, funding no. as far as in the actual unified school districts? Whereas, for example, every single board no, member no. has 30 or 20, not 30 or 20, but like three or four assistants. You don't need three or four assistants. How about you cut budgeting there and pay the teachers more? Yeah, you see, this this is where where you're getting confused. Their business is working just fine. They're not going to change that. Their job is there to grow government, and they grow government by hiring more people, paying them more money, paying them pensions, and securing political power. You're not paying attention. Which is what Barkin, right. Barkin just mentioned is yeah. underpaid teachers are a direct result of their own bosses stealing money. Exactly. See, that's, what I'm, that's right. There's plenty of money. Definitely. Plenty of money. I just told you that, uh, that it, let, let me just run a, a sample number uh, by there. So uh, any of you out there have trouble with math, whip out those Obama phones and Click on the uh, the calculator function. We'll do a little quick math. So uh, you've got 25 kids, which many of them claim is, uh, is uh, 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 overcrowded, right? For one the, teacher? Yeah, yeah, for these hardworking kids. And the unions go in and moan and bitch about it all the time. Okay, so let's take 25 uh, you know, kids in a classroom, and let's just take a low number. $10,000 a year. Now, real quick now, do the math out there. $250,000 in revenue per classroom for a class of 25, okay, per year. Now, you can't pay that teacher? If you can't pay that teacher, there's something wrong. Now, right? See now how you see that was? Did you stay with me out but there? That, no, but that who, math who, who's is, the teacher that out there? That math is incorrect, though. No, it isn't. Because it's not 10000 per class. It's 10000 per, per, per student. Per student per year. Right, yeah, it's two hundred fifty thousand. Two hundred fifty thousand okay. per year per classroom is what he yeah, said. It's right. perfect math. Now, if you give that's, half of that to the teacher, that's one hundred and twenty thousand dollars salary. It's not two hundred fifty thousand per classroom because they have five other classrooms that that ten thousand dollars. No, but you only got twenty. You got twenty-five kids in one class. Right. Twenty-five times, and they're in that ten thousand all day long. One year, yeah. you're getting ten thousand per student per year. Per year, not per class. So. Per, per year, year uh-huh. per year, per yeah. student. Okay. Okay, so, so there's 25 kids. You're looking at it on a smaller scale. Instead right. of looking at the bigger picture of a school, look at a classroom. Okay. Let's say this classroom has 25 kids. The income for that school, classroom, is $250,000. That's the difference. That's the, the, you, the math doesn't make sense because the difference between a school and a classroom are two different things. I understand. In a school structure, you have six classes, which means the 250000 has to be divided by six no, classes. No, no, of course no, 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 no. If no, you no. have tw- six classes, you have six twenty-five classes. <clears throat> That's what you. Yes, got. but they're not getting ten thousand per class. Well, per well, how many kids are in the school divided by twenty-five? That's a better it? calculation, yeah. not per class. You can't well, do per class. It doesn't make sense. Well, yeah, okay, I, let's I, take it on a school level. Now you're talking five hundred students. Five hundred students in a class, a school. Let's a say school, school five hundred students. Uh-huh. 
$10,000, that's $5 million. Thank you. There okay. you go. You think that's not enough money to run a school for two hundred fifty? I've never said oh, whether no, it is or not. No, that's not what now, I'm saying. Now, if you take half of that, yeah. you should be able to cover the salary of 25 teachers. It takes. Okay. Of course you can't. Right. And by the way, yeah, let's not overlook the amount of money that goes into their pension system. So these teachers will pick up, depending upon where they are, pick up seventy, eighty thousand dollars a year, right? Plus, uh, you know, they don't work for several months uh, during the summer. Uh, you watch them start whining on, on Facebook. <laughs> and, and all this, <laughs> yeah, nobody cries like these people. But you say uh, that my they, wife is one of the aides at it. She works for LA Unified, and I, she doesn't get pay, get paid for summer. I know, I she know. Doesn't she didn't get paid, no. Yeah, but but the ones in the Calsters, then they go on and collect that pension forever, right? Yeah. Forever. And single and we're, off, stuck, and we're stuck with that. And we're, That's what's that, right. What are we going to do? So, and what the hell are we getting for it? So now, I want to go back to this other thing, because you raised a very good point. So, gosh, can't we improve this system? Without nuking it, Mike, come on, be reasonable. Put aside your radio show rhetoric here and work with me. My, yeah, can't we improve this? Well, I've got a management lesson for you here. And, and that is that one thing that we all know, and, and that is we think about it, we cannot improve another man's business from the outside. Now, this school system, oh, I know it's public enterprise. But we don't really control it, do we? No. The inmates control it. The teachers, the teachers' unions, the politicians, uh, the employees, they're the ones actually run it. How do I know that they actually run it? Because they teach our kids things that we don't want them to teach, and they don't teach them the things that, that we do want them to do. So, therefore, there is zero customer control over that enterprise. Agreed? Yes. Okay. We have no effective control over that enterprise, and yet my genius real estate guy here thinks that somehow we can get them to reallocate the money, right? But you know and I know that that never works, and when we go to a taco stand and we get a bad product, when we go to a car dealership and get a bad repair, when, when we go uh, to a clothing store and, and get bad clothing, we don't say, huh. You know, I should have paid more for that suit, <laughs> right? I, sh I yeah, I, I, I should have. Yeah, I, oh, how, how silly of me! We need to appoint a, uh, a a blue ribbon committee on tacos to help Paco's Tacos down on the corner make a better taco, huh? We don't do that. Teachers and government employees don't do that. They do just like we do. When they get a product, they go somewhere else because they know that that until the money goes away, nobody gets better. And why is that? Because only the owner of that business can approve it. And, and that guy, Paco, runs that shop. You know it's a business now. He will look into his own business. And he'll say, man, I need to make these changes. So like, uh, you, you see what I mean? So you're basically so, against kind of like the, like, for example, the, the TV show Restaurant Impossible, where someone comes in, the management stays the management, they just kind of tweak it up. You're into basically, you know what, cut the system, cut the start, system from start from scratch. Drain the swamp. No, 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 no. Uh, I, you, no. I'm saying it's fixable. 
It's just well, about, no, it's, it is it's, fixable. It's all about managing no it correctly. Managing it correctly. I, I, to, I told you that I was going to improve it. Yes. But, yeah. But the, not scrapping it all no, and starting from I'm zero. Not, I'm not scrapping it. I'm giving parents the choice. It's all about how the funds are allocated. Yeah. And you as a parent having control <laughs> If you control over your the child's money, funds, you control how it. your kid gets the education. Very if simple. you have that money it's in your hands. Well, it's not you in your decide. hands. I well, mean, no, if you go no, through no. the voucher system... If it's in your money. hands, you're going to go spend it on a no, purse no, or something. No, no, you're, no, 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 you're quite right. It'll be in a restricted account. Yeah. For that school will, only. For school Correct. only, yeah. When they, it's they in won't. your hands, you decide if you want your kid to stay in the public system right. or if you want to put your kid into... You know what? If I can only afford to give my kids enough education with the voucher money that's available, mm-hmm. and then, okay, if I'm okay with that and I don't want to put more of my own money, then, yeah, that's what I get. Right. Mm-hmm. Now, if I want to put some more of my own money on top of that and send my kids to a better private school, yeah, that's, that's right. my choice, of too. That's right. And, but, and we're going to have different educations and different outcomes all around, and many people are going to embrace them. Uh, you know, I, want, I wanted to go, go back to this improvement deal. I strongly believe that the public schools will radically improve under my proposal, yeah. they will have no choice. And I can tell you, even the nuttiest of the nutcases, like these uh, whacked out trannies and everybody else are teaching these kids oddball stuff, all these people, as much as they're jonesing to get on with a radical agenda, when they realize that hundreds of thousands of dollars of revenue and their jobs are walking out because they're teaching that stuff they will stop teaching it because of their own pecuniary interest. Mm-hmm. They'll, they'll have to, to survive, they will have to do it. That is simple uh, as that. Arnold had a question about, can you tell us a little bit of history about government schools? Yeah, government schools. Yeah, it's very interesting. Uh, uh, there is a, uh, uh, there, there, by the way, if somebody wants to read something interesting about schools, uh, you can... Uh, read uh, Ivan Illich's. Yes, that's his name, Father Ivan Illich. Uh, he's a man who ultimately left the priesthood and ran a uh, kind of a Marxist operation down in Cuernavaca, Mexico. But back in 1968, uh, he uh, uh, wrote a, uh, a very interesting a book called Deschooling Society. And he critiques schools and credentialism and our American education system, in fact, education throughout the world, from a Marxist perspective. But it was very constructive. He identified the problems with the, with the system. His approach is far different, I, I think, or his concerns very different than mine. Uh, but there's another guy, oh, I, I have trouble remembering his name. I've been sick for a few days. I'm not as sharp as I usually am. <laughs> that teacher will disagree. Says, You're not sharp ever. <laughs> yeah, but, <laughs> your mama dropped you. Uh, <laughs> he drinks too much. All right. Uh, the I have that effect on some teachers. <laughs> but believe me, I never sass my nuns. I love them. Uh, and my lay teachers. We have wonderful lay teachers. Uh, but uh, in, in any event, our government schools really only go back a little bit over 100 years. Uh, the United States, uh, as uh, de Tocqueville observed, was remarkably literate. 
be, because uh, uh, when he was here uh, in the United States taking his tour, uh, which led to his uh, remarkable uh, work, uh, Democracy in America, he, he observed how well-read Americans were and how parents uh, felt it was their duty to teach their children to read. And there was uh, very widespread literacy in America, and there, were, of course, there was, of course, a, a school system and so forth. But by the early, uh, late 1890s and early 1900s, which coincided with the progressivist movement in the United States and John Dewey and whatnot, there was this idea that what lay before us was, a, was an incredible industrial civilization that was going to be organized along scientific lines. And society itself was going to be uh, reinvented. Uh, this was part of the great impulse behind communism and behind uh, uh, fascism uh, and our own uh, version of socialism, the New Deal, which is now, of course, a full-blown socialist system that we have now. We still have a lot of capitalism, but uh, our social arrangements are very socialist. And to do that, uh, we were going to have to deliberately prepare children for the future. We were going to have to teach them what we wanted them to teach. Uh, they were going to have to think new thoughts. They were going to have to get out of old paradigms, right? Sound familiar? Who was that gal said it was old school? Any anyway, rate, Jennifer. Jennifer. Jennifer, yeah, yeah. Jennifer, your critique is uh, nothing new. Uh, it, you know, this was a critique in the early uh, 1900s, which was, uh, they were critiquing truly old school notions that parents uh, were parents and that education was the proper province of the parents, uh, and there was a certain approach to what children needed to know. But they, they broadened this. And, and, of course, this coincided with the Industrial Revolution, which demanded its own kind of specialization, and which demanded uh, new levels of education, new levels of, of technology and investment and knowledge. Uh, but... Society itself, they felt, had to be reorganized, and the way to do that was public school and universal education. And in fact, uh, you know, in New York, people don't uh, may not realize it, it was one of the first states uh, to mandate uh, school, and there were actually riots when the uh, when the truant officers came to take the children to school uh, early on. So it's a very interesting history uh, of uh, of education. The many states, even up to a couple of years ago, uh, where uh, you didn't have to go to school past 14 or 16, mm -hmm. some states up until maybe 10 or 20 years ago, you could get married at 14 or 16. We've changed our society a lot. So schools very early on, our modern public, our modern public schools as we know them, or government schools, it was a government that was going to do this, it was a government that had the resources, it was a government that had to do this, uh, and, uh, and they were going to control the educational agenda. And there's a tremendous amount of influence that John Dewey uh, exerted over it, and which his successors continued to exert over education, uh, uh, curriculum. Mm -hmm. uh, a very interesting subject. we got a couple of great people that you could have in to talk about that. Absolutely. Yeah. We, we've got 
Well, quite a bit of comments. There's, there's, I there's, there's, there's with, so many. They're having their own comments. <laughs> Literally. Full-blown You guys, I, I mean, we love, but, we love the conversation yeah. that's going on and everything. I mean... Um, and there's a lot of truth to it. I mean... There is. They're talking there, about There's how, a lot of stuff I agree with yeah, Jennifer, yeah. honestly. I mean, I know we were going back and forth on a different thread, but um, she talks about how teachers are supposed to be part-time parents as well, which is something 100% I agree with. As soon as you drop your kids off, and well, they're not supposed to be, or that's how parents perceive them to well, be. Well, that's how per- parents perceive them yeah. to be. It's not. It's not that they're. Uh, it's not you know, correct. I'm um, correct me. Uh, I'm sorry. They're supposed. They're not supposed to. Correct. Be. Yeah. So you drop off your kid at eight o'clock. You pick them up at three mm-hmm. o'clock. So I mean, your kids with this teacher for so more than right. they are yeah. with you. Yeah, more than yeah. they are with you because that's right. So and some of them stay extra for some, you know, swimming, whatever, dance, music. Yeah, there's school after school programs. After school mm-hmm. programs. Some kids yeah. get picked up at five yeah. or six latest. Right. I don't know what time is the latest they can pick them. So up. I mean, you want to make sure that the teachers that are there and they're, you know, guiding and teaching your kids, they're teaching them the right things. They're not right. teaching them stuff that you don't want that you don't talk about at home. Anything that needs to be talked about, at, anything that's personal and private, should be left at home. Yeah. It should not be talked at talked about in school you go to school you talk about basically your englishes your maths your histories your and then when you get older your economics your all that stuff sex ed yes there will be a time where the kids get old enough where you could talk about it elementary i'm i'm not i'm I'm not for it absolutely not at best case scenario maybe again i can't i can't believe i'm going to say this but maybe it should be an elective if you really oh, yeah. want well, your child to learn sex ed at six and seven well, and question their sexuality, then sure, there's an elective you could elect to put. Because uh, Jennifer talked about, not Jennifer, uh, Jacqueline mentioned you can opt out. I'm part of a lot of different forums, and I've noticed there's a lot of parents who don't have the option to opt out. So I don't think that's actually... Um, Why are we so short on information when it comes to the be- school year's about to start? But nobody seems to get a real answer. I've out of contacted right. school districts and principals, and a lot of these guys are not. They, they don't even know what the uh, what's mandated, what's not, what options. They, they they really either don't know or they're playing stupid. Some people tell me you're overreacting. They're never going to teach that stuff in school. That's you're what I was crazy. saying. Bro. Remember, I got that email from Glenville Unified School District where they said that in elementary school it will not be taught you guys need to stop freaking out it's just i mean just leave it alone mm-hmm. now yeah. let me let me ask you guys this and i want to ask armand and edgar this sorry mike but in Since six, you're old school he's not in sixth grade that. no because we're, we're just, <laughs> the only reason why i'm asking is because elementary in sixth grade Water. was there was there a sex education uh, in sixth grade a, a sex education class that went on for i think it was a week yes and then they gave you a form yes and you I took remember. it home and you had your parents, parents sign it saying that you know what is it okay for your child to watch the sex video. education and then was there was also birth a, and then a birth video yes, and this was in sixth grade he's right i remember I actually some, agree with it and i remember the form yeah i actually had to tell my parents what the form was about yeah see i took yeah. it home and my parents were like what is this and i was like it's sex ed. Did they sign and off? Or? They did sign off. Why? Because it was more of like, you know, I guess it's a culture thing. I don't think my parents felt comfortable talking to me about it at the time because my obviously are, you guys could relate to it. I mean, yeah, it's, not, it's, it's not a, it's not a easiest topic to talk yeah. to our parents about. Most of um, yeah, yeah. And it was like, you know what? Yeah, go and have them let have them, them let them talk. Let them talk to you about it. <laughs> let them screw you. Let me yes. have any questions. But see now, but see now with my with my daughter, for example, yes. I I won't. But I know my wife. Why? Yeah. Because it's a girl. 
if I have a boy, it'll be like, hey, listen, what, what's the difference? I don't get it. Uh, I don't have any sons. Maybe that's why I say that. <laughs> but no, there's there I have daughters, man. If they ask you specific questions, I have how a hard are you time now, buddy. But I can it. refer them to my wife. I mean, well, that's my, what I'm my saying. My daughters are six and seven. They'll ask me questions that literally I'll just freeze and just walk away. I can't even okay. begin to answer. The question is just not like I don't want to answer a six-year-old asking that question. Yeah, Jenny's Jenny's away. saying miracle of life film. That's what it was called. Jen, Jen, There, Janugal. There you go. Exactly. Jenny knows a lot. Look, look, it's uh, I know we're trying to be not we, but there's a lot of people out there trying to be overly progressive and want to accept everybody for who they are and what they are, and which is great. I I understand that, but at the same time, I mean, it's just to me. I was reading an article the other day because they're saying how, well, Glendale is immune to all this. It's not. There was a library right next to Glendale who had a uh, transgender lady there scheduled <laughs> to, to be reading to kids. And when the librarian opposed it was a drag this, queen. A drag queen, yeah. Yeah, yeah a drag queen, I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> when the librarian opposed this, she was fired. Mm-hmm. She wasn't allowed to say that in my library. Right. I do not want to allow this. That's so right. we don't technically have a choice. It is being shoved down our throats. That's and, right. Uh, unfortunately, some people don't see it. And look, I'm not going to argue them and try to convince them otherwise. It's it's your choice. If you, you're okay with your child learning where the penis goes at the age of five and what options. I mean, some of these things I want to go back to school and learn because I don't even know these. No, I'm serious. Like the things they had images of, it's like, wow, I didn't know that's that, what that's what that is for. I told my wife, I'm like, like, you know what? It's like, you know what? Take the kid out of school. I should be sitting, I should be sitting there. Cause, yeah. But no, in all honesty. I mean, you and your kid both. You know, <laughs> want him to class. My son's giving you advice on this. Yeah, like, Dad, that's not, no, that's not what that's for. No, uh, I'm not touching it. <laughs> so, I've got enough trouble with your audience. I, I want you. Uh, there's, a, there's, a, there's a drag queen meeting at Griffith Park. Uh, I believe it's this Thursday. Uh-huh. And it's at 5 p.m. or You're 6 show p.m. Up no, no, no. Here's the thing. One of somebody went went to it, uh-huh. and he's like, "Just go and look at the kids' expression. Just go look at the kids' faces." He's like, every single one of them just has their mouth open in confusion as oh, to yeah. what the hell is going on. And I'm talking about like three, four, five year old kids, and they're just sitting there with their mouths open, just like, like what, what, like what the hell's going on? It's sad. But. I want to meet those parents that actually take their four-year-old to these types of events. What you have some listening? What do you mean? Yeah, I'd love do to. We? I'd love to have some of these parents honestly, on the show them. and, like, with all due respect, ask them. I mean, yeah, what, what are you oh, thinking? By the way, we do ch- want to let everybody know the wisest are open to listen to anyone. If yeah. you think you disagree with something, we'd please. love to. We have would you love on. to yeah. have you on, and we have an open platform for that reason. And Arno is known for plagiarizing memes, so that's nothing that's, new. With that's, the old, that's an old story. You guys don't have to point it out. Every time. <laughs> <laughs> I've been doing it for years, Mary. <laughs> Mary and Jennifer was the one who put it. Initially. <laughs> and, Mary? And Mary, Mary jumped on on the Jennifer wagon. jumped on the wagon. Oh, Whatever, either, either way. way. Anyways. Okay. Yeah. But he, both of them are welcome to join the wiseness. Maybe we don't know something they do, and we're always <laughs> hear them out, right? Enlighten us. Because right. look, we don't bring on guests that we're in agreement with. I mean, there's certain things we agree with Mike, and there's certain things we disagree on. So it's 
don't think that we only invite guests where we think we're going to agree with 100%, so it's all, everything's kosher and by, we're going to say by, by the way, for those, for those of you who stayed with me thus far, I'm sure that some of you would like to have a shot at me. So, <laughs> just, uh, you know, at least rhetorically, maybe both. But in any event, if you'd like to do that, I have a program every Sunday night called Radio Free Los Angeles on AM 870, The Answer, that's K-R-L-A, 870 on the AM dial, mm-hmm. right here in Southern California. I'm on from 8 to 9.30 p.m. So if I have annoyed you, if you have a point that you think is so compelling that I have to hear it in person and you want to set me straight, feel free to call uh, that number, whatever, you just look it up. It's 866 877 5752 Go to school twenty. Go to school twenty twenty dot org and become a contributing member. Remember, don't tell me that you school, support school choice if you don't actually support school choice. Yeah. This is a civil rights issue of our generation. We're going to take on the forces of, of big government and totalitarian thinking. We're going to win. We're going to get our kids back. We're going to get our money back. We're going to get our country back. And for all of those uh, of you who don't like it. Well, you know, there are other states and there are other countries, you know, where socialism is uh, in good stead. Start with Venezuela. (laughs) But I can't imagine how any responsible parent or responsible taxpayer wouldn't think, well, of course I'd like to control the funds as much as I can. Absolutely. Look, in theory, again, it sounds great in theory, but not every. I've never seen any. I think it sounds great in theory. And is lousy, lousy in practice. What is it, class? Public schools, government. Is there a greater failure in this world? No. All you critics out there, the ones that are nye, 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 at me over the uh, over the radio and hurling things at your at your PC or computer, uh, tell me. They do what it on is, your phone now, Mike. Yeah, good. They so okay on your phone. What's the case? How do you justify the, the, the current situation? How are you going to make sure that with your agenda here school choice 2020 that the guys up top are not stealing like they are now i mean like i said everything in one plus one is two it's always great but then yeah in real life sometimes you have to make adjustments and it well, doesn't sure. pan out the way you think it's going to pan out so how are you going to control all that uh well uh you know uh, i could I'll, I'll give you a smart alec response and then i'll give you uh, uh, another one the smart aleck response is, when the hell are you going to ask that question to the people that are running the current system? Right? What's your plan? You see, you, everybody's so good at, well, how about this? How about that? How about the thing? Whoa, 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 whoa. How about the current situation? Okay, now I'll give you a real response. We're, we're, you know, anytime uh, we, we talk about private uh, control of uh, of public funds, and by the way, who said they're public funds? They're your tax monies. Uh, I, I want to. How much time do we have? We are not limited. Program. Oh, okay, good. Yeah, at some point I, I got to 
go home and get some rest. I'm still under the weather. But, uh, uh, which accounts for some of my impatience. Uh, but uh, the, not much. We're almost, we're almost done. A little bit. That's right. That's fine. Hey, we, we, we go on forever sometimes. But um, uh, uh, let's talk uh, about this issue of fraud and so forth. So that's always a frequent criticism. By the way, these challenges and the responses do have to be answered. The questions that you guys and the objections that you guys brought out tonight, uh, uh, whether you believe them or just articulating them, to make sure that they're out there. These questions have been answered and need to be answered and are being answered. And one of them is frequently, well, hey, how do we guard against fraud? There's a lot of money going out there. Well, your first line of protection is that the schools themselves have to be accredited. So no unaccredited school can just go into business down there on the corner. So if you're an accredited organization, fine. If you're not, then you can go and get accredited. Accredited by who? Well, the Western Association of Schools and Colleges, the same institutions that currently accredit organizations uh, like private schools and parochial schools, and the United States government also certifies institutions. So it's the state of California. All right, so you you have to meet certain financial and reporting uh, responsibilities. These, uh, uh, These participating organizations have to sign agreements, and of course there's a regulatory organization that is there to oversee and make sure that these funds are not spent improperly. Now, uh, there is some experience in this area, and over in Arizona they have a limited voucher system, and their fraud rate, their misuse rate, has been under one half percent, and they're using a, 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 a debit card. Uh, for the stuff, the fraud rates been way under one half percent. There's other that? states that debit use the card? as in as in they actually get a debit card and funds are correct. You have the use that for uniforms and for other qualified expenses. They do not have full school choice over there. Uh, there's some limits. One of these times, uh, maybe I'll arrange an interview with uh, with somebody from uh, Arizona for you, mm-hmm. uh, who is an expert in this area. Her name is Vicki Alger, A-L-G-E-R. Uh, but there, there's a lot of experience out there, and, and all of it good. All of it good. Look, we, we had school choice in Washington, D.C., and Obama and the teachers' organization shut it down. They're just getting it back up and operating now. Outrageous. So school choice is being up and it's it's being run now. The voucher system. It was going now. It it was in use in Washington D.C. And when Obama got in, the immediate payback to the teachers' unions was to eliminate the the voucher system in Washington D.C. And no, obviously there was no reporting on it, but it should have been page one. If a Republican had done anything like this uh, to black children, uh, he would have been pilloried, and he should have been. Yeah, yeah uh, outrageous uh, what happened. So uh, you know that that is uh, that is an issue. Uh, you know the vast amounts of money uh, spent in, in the public school systems, and we're not getting anything for it. And we we need it. You know we we how, how many more hundred thousand. Uh, illegal minors have we had coming into the United States and are headed here to California. 
What is the plan? Do we keep track of it? Is the school system used to keep track of illegals in a sense? Well, very interesting. Good I can tell you, they, well, those kids are inventory. Do you guys track inventory? Every business. Well, not in my business. Yeah, really. Only diapers. We the diapers. There you go. There you go. <laughs> How are we doing uh, with that? <laughs> well, those, those kids, got, he's in the hospice business, God bless him. Uh, the, uh, you know, no, they, they, they track that inventory and they know how many people come in. And see, you and I as taxpayers, we see that as, uh, as a liability. Those guys see all, all those illegals coming across the border. Mm-hmm. They see this cash flow to their business because they're going in the, uh, every one of those illegal uh, children represent a uh, hundred, well, it, when you when you see the government spending uh, close to twenty thousand dollars per year per kid right now, they're all there's over seventeen thousand uh, you know, total revenue. There's total expenditure. There, there you go. Is Jennifer a comedian? I I'm, think I'm so. starting to think uh, she may be a part-time she, comedian. Is she going after so. me again? She God, thinks I so. love you, she Jennifer. Has, Jennifer's asking you this. <laughs> Do you want to do it? Or well, not? ask him about the yearbook first. She was. Jennifer says the way you, you speak makes her feel like your yearbook picture is next to Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a battle. Right? I'm telling you, right. she's a part-time right. comedian. And, we're, and yeah. the Wisets are going to get our, our hey. get some ten-dollar funding. I mean, hey. You got to hey. answer this now, Mike. Hey, Jennifer, keep your day job. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jennifer's asking, when was the last time you were in the classroom? Um, I've taught a few times. When was the last time I said, "What a great!" You want to know how old I am? I'm seventy. <laughs> that what she's in? I'm, I'm seventy-one. I think she has a crush on you. She, she wants does. to know your age. I, I'm married. Ooh, I'm hey, married. sorry. Just sorry, married or happily married, Mike? I'm happily married. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, I have to ask that question. Let, let me tell you, I, I married one woman forty-six years ago. And I'm, and I'm serving out the remainder of a life sentence. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, we're on our way there, Mike. I'm, we're trying to. We're trying to get four there. sons, eleven grandchildren. All God right. bless you. Yeah. God bless now, I, I, as a matter of fact, uh, I, I was involved in the founding of a classically based uh, uh, grammar school. It's currently an independent Catholic school, currently operating St. Monica's Academy. Don't hold my opinions against them. It's a fine, fine school. So I've been involved in the selection of teachers, uh, involved in the selection of curricula, uh, a school, uh, whatnot, within, oh, you know, time to time of the last 10, 15, 20 years. So I'm very familiar with it. Plus, I have children. Plus, I have at least a room temperature IQ. And as to that bit about Jesus, yes, uh, I was a minor in uh, Latin and Greek. So, there you go. All explained. Jennifer, I I enjoy you. Thank you for the repartee. And uh, I respect your opinion. What's that teacher's name? That's Jacqueline. I don't think Jacqueline's with us anymore. Jacqueline Jacqueline went to have a couple bottles of wine. Uh, She needs after talking to me. (laughs) Jacqueline would be somebody that would be great to have. But but after tonight, I don't know. I'll message her. I'll check our followers. <laughs> well, well, we have some questions for Jacqueline. 
Come on and walk us through it. Definitely. Well, walk Jen, us through it. Tell us how it's all going to be okay. Do you have Jennifer, more? Oh, sorry. Uh, we have one more question from Jennifer. Yes. She wants to know if your experience is in public school system or the private school system. Private. Private. Okay. Um, do you guys have any other questions from Mike before we call it a night? Well, no. If you can, I mean, is there our parents or anybody who wants to, are they able to get involved? Because you seem very yes. confident that by, oh, if not yes. 2020, by 2022. Yes, we have, an active, gonna... we have an active organization right now. You can go to schoolchoice2020.org. You can call our School Choice headquarters at area code 626-792-1772. Yeah. 626-792-1772. And... Uh, 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 don't, yeah, is she gonna, is she gonna, what do you call that? Stalk? Stalk me? Yeah. Jennifer's, okay. Oh, she said you're not well, her, she her said time. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not her time. No. Oh, hell. I thought there was some hope for an old Don't worry, but you're a happily married. Man. I, I well, am man. really. Well, Mike, let's, uh, the, let's answer Jennifer's question, because yeah. she's very adamant about this question. She says, when was the last time you were in a public classroom? Not a private, a public. Oh, uh, uh. A bit, been 20, 30 years ago. 20, 30 years ago. Well, yeah. that answers it. Well, we didn't win $10. 20, 30 years ago, you're teaching at a private no, no, public no, school? No, 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 no. I, 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 I've taught seminars and that sort of thing, mostly at a professional level. Uh, and I probably did a lecture in high school or something like that here and there. Doesn't make any difference. Uh, so uh, may, maybe if I, if I spent more time there, I would have learned what? <laughs> that teachers are not right. happy with their pay. Right. No. Okay. So uh, you, you know you don't get to criticize American foreign policy or the use of force unless you have flown a B fifty two. Are you just nuts? Yeah. Let, let's. Uh, valid point. Let, let's. Uh, <laughs> yeah, let's uh, dispose uh, of this uh, sophomoric. Uh, one one. Uh, yeah, right. One, one, Jen. One, right. One. That's Greek. Okay. <laughs> This uh, sophomoric, uh, 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 you know, barroom uh, argumentation, uh, going into the classrooms uh, you know, probably would have only aggravated my impatience. Yeah. Uh, there's no excuse for this. No excuse. Yeah. Guys, be open-minded a little bit. We'll, we'll put, put this up on yeah. our we'll, we'll, put, put, we'll put this up on our side. Be a little open-minded, I guess. Uh, if you want more information about Michael's movement as far as with the School Choice 2020, visit his website, School. Uh, schoolchoice2020.org uh, again if you have any questions or concerns or if you'd like to talk to Mike and get more information uh, the number to reach him is at 626-792-1772 or you can email at info at schoolchoice2020.org and folks remember your mind is like a parachute it only works when it's open there you go Right. So be open-minded, people. <laughs> right. <okay. laughs> Mike, like, Mike's a <laughs> there, yeah. I think Mike got the process for a minute. Because he's old school, man. <laughs> thank you, everyone. Yeah, Michael, thank you so much for hey, joining us for on this Monday. By Definitely. the way, this was an absolute ball. Uh, willing to do it uh, anytime. This is really good radio. Really good conversation all, all around. Thanks so much for having me. Absolutely. Real privilege to be here. All the audience out there, thanks for your attention. It was fun being with you tonight. And he's not such a bad guy, guys. Mike, <laughs> he's a sweetheart. <laughs> thank you, Mike. We Mike. really appreciate yeah. you taking your thanks time to join us. All right, guys. Thank well, you so much for joining us this Monday. We'll see you guys next week. And you know what? Give a, 
the show's over, but I want you guys to comment on our video quality because we upped it today. Yeah, so we upped right. it today. We wanted to give this uh, thumbs up and give us uh, your comments on it. So see you guys next Monday. Good night. Good night. Good night, everyone.